0: Welcome to the Paychex HR Leadership Series. I'm your host, Rob Parsons. I lead the content team here at Paychex, and we write extensively on a variety of HR topics, covering everything from HCM technology to team engagement to compliance with state and federal regulations. In this podcast, we speak with leaders and thinkers in the industry to provide our audience with the latest HR insights and information, and hopefully, more than a little inspiration. Joining me today is Jake Flights. Jake is the Director of Benefits at Paychex, and he is responsible for managing our company's comprehensive benefits programs, including the nationally recognized Active Health Wellness Initiative. Jake, welcome to the webcast.
1: Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here with you today.
0: Fantastic. So today, I want to talk about mental health. You and I have been talking about this issue for a few months now, uh, and we've been talking yeah. overall wellness uh, quite a bit longer than that. One of the areas where you really opened my eyes is how the workplace is such a big part of our emotional well-being. Can you elaborate on why that is? Yeah, I, I think because, you know, in, in part,
1: so much of um, our, our our identity even, as, uh, you know, um, relates to our work, right? And And we spend... An awful—it's the work that we do. Do we find purpose in the work? Um, is, it a, is it a good work environment that we're in? Do we do we relate well to our managers? Do we relate well to our to our colleagues? How do we just feel when we get up every morning, right? At least five days a week for most of us, and we're and we're and we're going into work. That sort of mindset alone. Um, has, has an enormous thing. And, and, you know, the facts are a lot of us spend an awful lot of time at work these days. Yes. And so, um, you know, there's a symbiotic relationship, I think, uh, between work and in our emotional well-being. Um, that's how we kind of like to call it at, at, at paychecks, um, as well as these other elements of well-being, too, that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit about today.
0: And it, something else you you noted that I found incredibly interesting was how in times of change, in times of stress in our lives, work can be a a place of stability, something that I can depend on, it's consistent, and it can really offer a a lot of help when I'm having troubles in other areas of my life.
1: Yeah, I I think that's really true. And and probably no more evident, I think, Rob, than this past year, right? If we think about all the things um, that have happened this year, um, you know, the pandemic, um, in the disruption the pandemic caused, and then the kind of economic crisis, we forget about what over twenty million Americans at one point out of work um, as a result of the pandemic. and then we had you know the racial injustice and, and subsequent civil unrest as we sort of come to grips with with you know an issue that's that centuries old for us. Um, and then we think about just the the political turmoil that we saw. You know, throughout the election season, even after the election, all of that just creating high levels of anxiety, uncertainty um, in terms of its impact on me, on impact on family members, friends, whatever, whatever it might be. And, and so I think in, in a time of, of high uncertainty, it's great to have a, a somewhere you can turn where you have some level of certainty and stability. Um, and, and because it provides that sense of security, I think that we all need um, to function effectively, right? Um, so, so work can be that. Um, and, and I think there's a greater understanding of that today than there has been. And it certainly, I think, can be a focus for employers going forward, too. Like, how do we, how, you know, what actions can we take um, to provide increased uh, stability, Increased certainty um, in the course of again, we, we said earlier, right? How much time we spend at work, so it can have an enormous positive impact on our lives.
0: It's um, and and it, it, it seems to me then it also brings an enormous responsibility to employers to think about that this this old theory or this old line of work life balance, this this pretending that when I leave for the day I don't think about work anymore or when I. At, you know, when I'm at the office, I don't think about my personal life anymore. I think, I think that's been kind of thrown out the window, especially with so many of us working from home and it's just really gotten murky. Hasn't it?
1: it? It really, really has. And I think, you know, it's, it's, we see this a lot. I think, you know, when a, when, when a significant event happens or a crisis, right, it sort of accelerates trends, right? That's one of the things that can happen. And I think that's what we saw we saw this really this acceleration of a movement away from what we used to call work-life balance. Like, you know, and I always do this because I think of a scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like we got to get these things out of balance. Let's bring them back into balance. And, and there was talk even, a, you know, several years ago about work-life integration And our life is more integrated. It's more like this than it is like as a scale. And, and I think an increasingly um, discussed notion, and I think there's a lot of merit to this is work-life harmony. So how do I make my my work and my, the job that I have work well with other parts of my life and vice, vice versa? And, and it's becoming really, I think essential and and I gotta tell you and and I'll say this from uh, from a personal standpoint as a person that used to do work, you know, I went to the office, did work at night, sometimes did work on the weekends like a lot of us like a lot of us do. but then all of a sudden, we were thrust into a work from home and you're doing everything from home. And then it became not only the disruption to what, what, what my normal routine was, but how do I segregate my life at home and my life at work when everything's taking place in the same physical location? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's even, even if it's um, I think moving from room to room, isn't the same as moving from your house or apartment to your office in, in vice versa. So I, and honestly, that's probably, um, that's a mental chat. That's a, a, a mental mindset challenge to try to, to work through that. And um, you know, we at paychecks we try to do things and say like, okay, if you use your morning commute to sort of get ready for your, 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 your job and, and my commute was, you know, like 40 minutes. Um, then maybe I take a walk in the morning mm-hmm. before I start work. And, you know, I take a half hour walk. That's good for my physical well-being. It's good for my emotional well-being. And it gets me prepared for the day. And and likewise, at the end of the day, you know, when I sort of unwound, I guess, you know, from the from the day at the at work on my way home or wherever I, you know, if I was stopping on the way home, it didn't matter. There was that chance to unwind. How, How do I take that into account as opposed to just going like? okay, I can, you know, shut the computer down for a while and, and, and do whatever, right, in the house. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, um, I, I think that's been a, a, a really significant uh, challenge this year. I think it's a challenge going forward, too, because we need, in my mind, we need to have separation, you know, we, because both, both parts of, of, of that, our work and, and, our, and our lives are intertwined, but we need, we need to be able to separate, too.
0: I, I, I totally hear you and, and I, I like that you brought up that physical component and i love that word harmony um because we know it's not just work and personal there's a lot of elements that contribute uh to yeah. my mental health to my emotional well-being um or lack yeah. thereof yep
1: yep yeah and, it, and it's funny i, I mean i want to you know the, the first time i heard talked about work life harmony was actually with our with our vice president of IT, Nick Whittemore Mick brought it up to me and he said he talked about how how he does it and how he's over his career has has tried to make that happen And I gotta say he was ahead of the game on that um but but yeah it's it's a and I think it's and the nice thing about that word harmony I think Rob and that concept is that it really speaks to um our ability sort of an individual approach right so harmony for Mick from a work-life standpoint could be different for me and it could be different for you, Rob, right? It isn't the same for all of us. we got to find our own, our own place. I think we talked about a little bit like um, our life and work and all the aspects that go in with that being like an orchestra. And, you know, you want to make sure that, that, that one instrument isn't dominating or isn't doing a poor, you know, poor job for the whole the whole tune to sound good. Right. And, and as I've told you, I'm not a musician. I wish I was, I would be able to speak to it. I'd be able to speak to it better. Uh, and I know you are. Um, all I can do is appreciate music. I can't make it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's tough when the guitar players turn up too loud in the band <laughs> and no one else can hear what's going on. No question about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. Another great point that you've made with me is how there's layers uh, how employers can manage this, you know, traditional, not traditionally, but in, mm-hmm. in my naivete around this issue, I thought, well, it's all just about safety nuts and let's have a FinFit program and an yeah. EAP, but but it's, yep. a, it's an entire framework and how you approach it. And I think it's something that could be really helpful to others as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the ways we sort of bucket this is is we kind of look at it and we really kind of borrow some some language out of public health, right? And we talk about things sort of in a tertiary bucket in, in needs that an employee may have, or a secondary bucket, or a primary bucket. So I'll describe those a little bit as it relates to sort of uh, mental health and emotional well-being. So if we had somebody in my area, my my team, uh, the benefits and well-being team, we sort of play in the and have responsibility for the, the tertiary and the secondary areas. And so I'll give a couple good examples there. From a tertiary standpoint, that would be somebody uh, from a from a uh, emotional well being standpoint, mental health standpoint that maybe has has been diagnosed with severe depression. They need to be in counseling, right? Um, either outpatient, and maybe there's even a chance that they may have needed a, a short inpatient stay. Um, one of the ways that they can get to that, so, so, so there are a couple of things that are important there. One, you want to have a benefit plan that... That doesn't create barriers to access and care when you need it, and typically those are those are financial barriers. Sometimes there's other sort of mo- there's other a- issues around access, you know, and they relate to stigma. Like, hey, I don't want to go to a counselor's office, Rob, because I don't want I don't want to run the chance of you running into me or someone else that knows me coming out of that office because of the, unfortunately, the stigma that still exists around uh, around mental health um, services. And telemedicine's a great Um, opportunity there in in digital. Um, So that's a way to think about accesses as well. Um, EAP, and and we've got a great relationship uh, with our EAP. We have very, very good utilization, utilization that a lot of my colleagues and other companies wish they could have. We think that's a great thing. Because it's a gateway into to services if they're needed. So that's for folks that are, you know, they're, they're having really significant struggles, right, that, that tertiary box. Then there's a secondary box, and that could be, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm showing up for work. Um, you know, life, life outside of work is okay, but I'm kind of sliding in the wrong direction. Um, and, and what might we do there, right? That, that's where I have the ability, if I have the knowledge. And I have the tools for self-help And and for us, um, as an example, you know, we're we're working with a company called Mequilibrium that's uh, really, really excited about the platform and their ability to strengthen resilience, which all of us have that capability. Some, you know, you, you may be more resilient than I am today. You know, I want to increase my resilience, but you also have the opportunity to do it too. And that's that's where it's just allowing us to get through, you know, the ups and downs that we encounter in our lives. I mean, we all get them, um, and so the so our our ability to work through those, manage the stress sometimes associated, especially in a down moment. Most of us do pretty good when things are going well, right? Um, and, and so that's kind of that secondary bucket. And there's a lot. There's some other things that we can do. Then there's the primary bucket. In the primary bucket, so, so in the secondary and the tertiary buckets, we're sort of managing symptoms to a degree. Something's already happened, and we're just trying to get it back on track. The primary bucket we think about, I think about, is a way to um, prevent things. Um, and so there we can turn, I think, from, a, from an employer standpoint to the work site, right, and to our work, our work environment. Um, so that relates specifically to workload issues. Um, to the say that I have in my my job. Um, you know, if does my, my supervisor listen to me if I have an idea on how we might do things better or do I just get shut down? Um, the relationship um, that I have with my colleagues um, is also really, really important. So it sort of gets to that positive workplace. Um, and, and um, you know, there's other issues, um, I think, in that bucket around sort of just general hr policies and practices and and things like that 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 play into that i I think it's one that at times we can overlook right um i think um again i think uh the the pandemic has really shined a spotlight on how important um our overall well-being is uh, for employees to be to be um you know Doing well. I mean, it's just it's in in this, in particular their emotional well being. It's just it's hard for me to imagine a business doing well if it doesn't have healthy productive employees, yeah. and healthy productive employees. Right, it, uh, an important factor is is going to be their, um, their their emotional well being.
0: i I'm glad you brought that up because this isn't just it's the right thing to do or it's the kindness of our hearts. There is a direct link between well being and, and performance. I mean, like yeah. you said, if I have a culture that, that takes into account these factors, I'm going to have higher performing employees.
1: Yeah. I think that's absolutely true, right? We, 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 uh, because I mean, it, I always say, like, you know, well, does anybody think the inverse is true that if I'm not healthy, or, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of anxiety and stress that I'm going to do a better job. I mean, I don't I, I want to prove that case at all, right? <laughs> right. The other, is, the other is, too, that we know, right, that there, there, there's these direct impacts, right? We, we know that folks that are struggling with their emotional well-being, um, that they have greater absenteeism. It may be just intermittent sick days. It may be that they're out on a leave. Uh, a disability leave. Um, they have issues around presenteeism. That's where I'm sort of showing up to my job, but I'm not really Mm -hmm. kind of at my best. Right, Rob. Um, I love that phrase. and, and, And folks just, you know, they're, so they're not performing and there's an impact to the business. The interesting thing I think too, is, is that there's, there's an impact to turnover. Um, and so we know that, that, um, you know turnover has a direct impact on business performance it it could be around things like i think about like opportunity cost right like if you're a sales you're a sales rep and you're out um because of uh, uh you know you're just not doing well um yeah the opportunity cost is who's going out and seeing prospects if you're not doing it right now i if i'm also a rep i may be able to pick up some of those but i can't do two jobs um there's the impact just on other workers too that when folks are out right and that's at curing the carrying the workload. so it has a domino effect on our on the workforce which then has of course an impact on the business too And then lastly, you know we know that folks just as an example that have uh, depression have higher all have higher overall health care costs as well um, so you have the sort of yeah, definitely. You know, this the, uh, impact on job performance, work performance, um, just, just human performance, and these other and these other factors that also directly impact the business. Whether it's it's the things we just talked about, healthcare costs, to you know the impact of presenteeism
0: and absenteeism. Yeah, directly impacts the bottom line. Yeah, we conduct absolutely. a lot of research here on on our team. We really you know try to get a beat on what employees are thinking, yeah. HR professionals, business owners. And we recently completed a study on mental health in the workplace, and it was interesting. We found that there was a, a, a real disconnect between what employers thought they were providing, and what yeah. employees felt they needed. Does that does that surprise you? I, I found that eye opening.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it 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 both does and doesn't, right? It, it and I think it, it the issue centers around um, just communication. Um, it, you know that that at times. Again, we have very, very busy lives. And so we'll think if we send out some information to an employee that they're going to see it, right? And so we feel at times we do these one and dones or very short things like we'll have a new program and and a lot of work goes into it from an employer perspective. There's communication around the launch and then we don't talk about it again. And as you know, as a marketer, that's not not a good way to, to get people to use your product or your service. You've got to constantly remind them. Now, the challenge for us is, How do you do that in the context? There's an awful lot of information that we want our employees to know. And so I want, well, I think my stuff is really important. (laughs) You know, I'm a little biased there. Um, It's not, it, it probably isn't the most important thing that, that an employee has to know to do their job. In fact, I'm certain it isn't. So how do I fit it in without distracting folks too? Because that's not what we want to do. That's not good for the business. That's not good for the, for the employees. So I, I think um it, it, to your point though i think it's great it's a great reminder for employers folks like in my role and in, in other roles to ask employees to make sure that we have alignment on what they perceive their needs to be and what we perceive their needs to be and then we're driving you know together on on the right solution
0: that's that's fantastic um i i think that's sorely lacking in in many organizations this idea of of a two way Street when it comes to that kind mm-hmm. of communications. Yeah. So we were we're reaching the end of our podcast here. Jake, do you have any yeah. parting thoughts or any additional insights for our listeners? Yeah, we, we've we've talked a little bit,
1: Rob, about um, kind of a, quite a bit about emotional well being and it paychecks, right? We, we borrow a lot from a guy named Tom Rath in, in the Gallup organization around the elements of well being. We've got some other elements it might be interesting to just mention real quickly. So we have emotional well being, financial well being. Physical well-being, both of those are pretty straightforward. Career well-being, and we talked a lot about today that, inter- that interplay between career well-being and emotional well-being. It certainly has impacts on our financial well-being, too, and in our, in our physical well-being. And then the last is community well-being. And the way that we define that is our work environment, and we talked quite a bit about that today. And it also then our, our, our relationship outside of work, my, you know, my neighbors, my, my extended family, the community I'm in, whether it's civic organizations, um, you know, places of worship, whatever it might be, um, that's an important part of our well-being too. And, and the reality is this, Rob, that, that if any one of our well, elements of well-being is low, our overall well-being is low. And from an individual perspective, that's not good, right? You and I don't want to be in a low place around our well-being. And from a business perspective, that's not good for the business either. So I think the important thing here is, as we think about it at paychecks, is we, we want folks to be in a good place in all five of those elements. And we recognize that one element can have an impact on the other element, too. And so it's, it's, it's very much this comprehensive, holistic approach Um, I think to our, to our folks, um, our, our employees to their dependents to try to help them be at their best so that they can be at their best in their life. If they're at their best in their life, they can be at their best at work and that's the payoff to the business.
0: It's great. But uh, (laughs) you certainly have your work cut out for you, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) I do. We've got, I've got an interesting job and,
1: and, you know, of course, I'm biased. I, I feel like I work for a great company too, um, that really understands us and really takes us into consideration. So lots of good work to be done. Lots of good work to be done.
0: Love it. Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you, Rob. It's been my pleasure. And thank you to our listeners for joining. Mental health is a huge issue, and I'm afraid it's not one that's going to be going away anytime soon. I encourage you all to visit paychecks.com to see our research report on the issue as well as articles, ebooks, webinars, and other resources to help you put together the right set of solutions for your business and your employees. Thank you all, and please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is Property of Paychecks, Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.